Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It is your boy K-Troll on the mic, and we are both back. The team is here. The gang is back. And we had some really great guests last week, but I know you missed both of us together. The dynamic duo. Ethan is, I don't even know where he is. I don't have a name for him today. You are the... Uh, I'm just uh, me today. Radar that? to my, what are the different, are there MASH names? Radar to my Trapper John. I don't know. Make up, are those both MASH names? I did not watch MASH, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. I think they, I think they are. But I think uh, they are. yeah, where are you? Are you in a panic room? Where, where are you? I am in a panic room. Uh, I'm just too excited about everything that's going on in the NFL. So I was like, you know what? Just lock myself down. Just can't get too excited. So I'm in this padded white room. And I feel better now. I'm calm. I'm sensed. But I do have to say, uh, listen to the episodes. They were great. Your two guest hosts, one, Miles, stepping right in with a great top 10. Did awesome. And then Fanacek, I can't believe you got a celebrity in him to come on the episode. So that was great. He did awesome. Uh, So, yeah, man, I thought uh, I I got a little nervous. My job might be in jeopardy. So great job to you hosting it by yourself and then having Miles and then obviously with your, your special guest. So, so it was a great job, man, but I'm glad to be back. Glad, glad to, be back. to have you back as well. Uh, hosting by myself, possibly the most boring episode of this show we've ever done. <laughs> uh, I think you had to do it by yourself one time last year when I was deathly ill. And uh, I remember thinking the same thing. It's like, it just doesn't work when it's one person just monologuing the whole time. Well, especially too, because I think I was talking about like betting lines and had like, it was still one of our intro episodes. I'm like, this is terrible. I just you're just like spouting numbers the whole time, like plus two hundred and parlayed at plus three fifty and blah 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 blah. And people are just like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're done here. We're done. Surprisingly, we, need both we, of us. we, we still need held us. on to the listeners after that, so it was great. All right, <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, so we are back after a pretty wild week ten. Um, I want to hear a little bit, just some highlights about your Disney trip because we talked about it a lot last week during yes. the episodes, and of course, I gave my top ten rides. Miles gave his top 10 rides yeah, man. and hear a little bit about your overall thoughts. And if you had a top 10 or just the kids love these and I love this or whatever. No, I mean, it was great. Cause this is the, the first time the kids have ever been. Heck it was even truly the first time Kirsten's ever been. We technically went for like an afternoon uh, a few years back when we were in Orlando for a wedding, but I feel like that didn't count. So yeah. the fact that uh, this was basically everyone's first time, except for mine was pretty spectacular. Yep. Uh, but no, it was great. You know, we were there, we did three park days. We did, Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Epcot. Uh, we also dealt with a hurricane, so that was fun. Yep. Had two days of, yep. of kind of rain out, but that's all right. We survived, and uh, we were still able to have a lot of fun down there. Um, but, yeah, listen to yours and Miles' top ten. I would say a lot of similar. I didn't get to all the ones you did because we didn't go to Animal Kingdom, so I didn't get any of the uh, Avatar ones or anything like that. Yep. But definitely the kids' highlights. Uh, Brady still, he was probably what was, uh, miles was running into earlier, just kind of the height requirements and he's still not kind of used to roller coasters. So he didn't do as much, but yeah. he did love Soren. He loved that. Cause he's like, Whoa, that was kind of like his roller coaster for him. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. Yep. Love Soren. Uh, did the Ratatouille ride. Everyone loved that one. That was spectacular. Yep. And then of course for the older kids, Addison, and then myself, uh, definitely space mountain was up there. Um, what else? Oh, the, the seven dwarfs mine car. That was mine really train, good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a mine train was good. And then I know you didn't get a chance to do this one cause it wasn't open yet, but we got a chance at Epcot to do the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster. And it was honestly, I want to say like top five roller coaster for me all time. If not like top two, cause it was that good, that good. 
That is spectacular. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to get back there and ride that now that you have been talking it up. We had a good debrief about that and you were, you were gushing, you were yeah. uh, effusive with your I praise. Mean, as they the say. craziest thing for us too, is that I guess since it's so new, it's basically like impossible to get on it. So everyone was telling us the day before we were going to Epcot, it's like, yeah, there's like a virtual line. You can have to join at seven o'clock and then they have another chance at one o'clock. But you can only try and get on the line at seven o'clock if you're staying in a Disney resort, which we weren't. So like crap. So then at one o'clock, basically, you just have to just keep it in refresh to try and join this virtual line. So but they say it's it sells out in like six seconds. So at one o'clock, just smashing this refresh button, able to get it for like five hours later. It's like, don't care. We got it. That's all that matters. And it was it was definitely worth it. It was amazing. That is wild. It's it's um I've been going so my wife's family is like a vacation club member there. They did this because they used to go like every year when she was a kid. Yeah. And they just decided that as we were getting older and we were starting to have kids, they were like, let's let's lock this thing in, let's basically. And so you get like points that you can use at different resorts. And we basically go like every other year, if not every year, and, and find a way to use these points to stay on the properties. But it, it's getting like every year we go, it's getting just more and more elitist. The whole experience is so expensive. And I, I just keep thinking like when we were kids, it was like any any average American could take their family to Disney World. It was a big trip, but anyone could do it. It was made for everybody. And it was the most magical place on earth. It was like the dream vacation. Now yep. it's like you cannot get in there. Stay on If you want to stay on a property like a Disney resort property Ooh. and get your tickets for three or four days, not to mention flights and transportation and all that kind of stuff. Like it's thousands and thousands of dollars to make this happen. Mm. And now you got to, you got up charges for the genie plus pass and lightning lanes and all this kind of and like then double up charges for certain rides. Like it is unbelievable. They are yeah, it's absolutely crazy. hosing people um, it, our kids, under the guise of making up for no, no foot traffic during COVID, which is right. fine. But like you have so many different revenue streams, like who cares? You're, you're absolutely hosing people and it will never change. It will never go back. So our kids can't go to college anymore, but it was totally worth getting Mickey Mouse's autograph. I mean, they have that that one time they went to Disney and we're not tall enough for half the rides. Yeah. A 2022 Mickey signature goes for like $5 on the internet. So that's just only going to appreciate in value. So watch out. It'll be at least $7 by the time they're in college. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, glad you guys had a great trip. Good to have you back. Uh, Yes, sir. Really, really sweet, sweet memories that you guys will have forever, which is really cool. Uh, But Let's get into week 10 in the NFL because it was a wild week. This was a really good football week as far as games go. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you get to watch much of them. I know you're now you're offside in the panic room uh, on a hunting trip. So like you're just like back to back vacations. I don't know if you ever work or what, but anyway, I didn't, I don't remember the PTO being like continuous week after oh, yeah. week. PTO. It's That's rolling. Funny. It's yeah, just, rolling. just rolling. But um, there were some wild games. Okay. There was the Bill's Vikings game. Obviously is the one everyone's talking about because it was insane. Lived up to the hype. The Vikings are better than everyone gave them credit for. They really sure. hung in there and they ended up winning. Um, the Bills, I don't think Josh Allen looked any worse for wear. Uh, I was just going to say, like, it. do you think the elbow was a factor? I mean, obviously, I really he don't. Played pretty well, but I yeah. don't know. I feel like the elbow doesn't make you make a bad decision and throw into coverage in the end zone. True. You know, but... and he threw, he threw a laser. He just he threw behind the guy and he threw right to Patrick Peterson, you know? So but maybe it's that I, elbow that helps hold on to the ball and the fumble on the goal line. I'm, you know, maybe um, it was a bad snap, <laughs> a bad snap or a bad exchange of some kind. Like I, I will tell you, having played quarterback, not at all, all in any kind of professional setting at all, but like even in, the, in any kind of pressure moment when you're playing the game, 
I've fumbled a snap like that before where it's like, it's really my fault. It was really on me. And it was just like, I don't know. I, I didn't, my hands ready. Like you do all these different counts at the line. You've got like a silent count. You've got like a, a, a immediate snap. Like as soon as I say set to get the line set, you snap immediately. Yeah. You've got snap on one, snap on two. You've got a don't snap it. Like there's all these different stuff, right? So I've gone up to the line before when it was like a quick snap. And I said on first, you call it first sound is what we used to call in the huddle. I say like on first sound, on first sound, which means as soon as I say set, snap the ball. After I said that, and while the linemen are running to the line, in my mind, I'm thinking about what the play is going to be, and I've already forgotten that I said first sound. And so I get up to the center, and I and I say set, and my hands aren't ready, and it it hits my hands and fumbles, right? Yeah. Like, I screwed that up. You know, I called first sound. I wasn't ready for first sound. So it could have been something like that with Josh yeah. Allen, where he was so he was already leaning forward by the time the, the ball was snapped, right? He was just so desperate to get out of the shadow of the end zone. Um, I mean, it's just, it's wild. But then what's even crazier that's again, it's just like a testament to how quickly they're able to then get back into it next play because so now they're down by three with what, 38 seconds left. They are still able to march down the field and get a field goal for to tie to, to send it to overtime. So, I mean, yep. again, kudos to them. It, it just kind of goes back to the AFC divisional game against the chiefs where what Mahomes had 13 seconds to get down the field to kick a game time field goal and stuff like that. So two plays. Yep. It's just no lead is safe. No, nothing is safe. Uh, so it's, yeah, it was wild. These wild guys game. are gamers. I don't think he's not clutch because he threw a pick that he shouldn't have thrown. Like I, cause I, I saw his body language after he fumbled that snap and you could, I could just see it. I can almost hear him say it. He's just like, okay, gotta got move time. on. Got time, time to move on. Like yep. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Gotta move on. You could see his head kind of go, all right, get back at it. You know, uh, I guess we're, I guess we're trailing now, you know, but it's, <laughs> It's funny. I feel like I saw Stefan Diggs going over to him. He was like, did you really fumble that? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I fumbled it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was wild. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Unbelievable catch. Unbelievable. With two minutes left in a four-point game. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. But we gotta look back at this. How does he maintain possession all the way through? Not allow that ball to hit the ground, and he just steals After it the play, from Cam Lewis. Unnecessary reference. Defense number forty-seven. That's a fifteen-yard penalty. Automatic first down. And I know I will always remember the Odell Beckham catch as the greatest I'd ever seen. I'd really, this could be even better, honestly, because I the mean, guy had two hands on it. He had one hand and he still pulled it down. And it's situational. It was a fourth down in a yeah. tightly contested game. I 18. Mean, yeah. Just nuts. I, I went back and watched like the last nine minutes or something of, of TV time or whatever, where it was like yeah. the end of the fourth quarter overtime stuff. It was awesome. It was just awesome. Incredible. Yeah, sweet. Um, anyway, we had, we had some other great games though too, right? So last night, Monday night football, the Eagles and, and uh, Commanders game was incredible. Um, there was a controversial call at the end of that one that I personally thought was complete garbage with a late hit on Heineke. It was reminiscent of the Kenny Pickett fake slide in the ACC championship game. I was like, wow. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, if he's going to go down, I'm going to hit him too because of that fake slide. Right. right. That's why they have the rule where when you give yourself up, you can't hit him. Um, I don't know. He also was definitely acting. Like those guys kind of like ran into him. He but, was all like, oh, 
Oh, oh my gosh. He hurt me so hard I might be concussed. And then as soon as they got <laughs> the flag, he concussed. stood up and was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do. Uh, but I do have a gripe with this game. So, yes, the Eagles lost. Taylor Heineke, once again, just his great win. So, you know, we're doing our – and I, I know I'm kind of doing a spoiler for Thursday's episode. I am. But I, I, know I you are. so You're enraged because – so we do our picks and pick them every week. And um, Kyle and I were tied for the lead. And so we both picked the Eagles to win, so it didn't really matter. But it, so it was going to come down to the tiebreaker. And so the tiebreaker was how many points are going to be scored on Monday night. And I guessed 44, and he guessed 50. Okay. So okay. when Heineke, you know, does his thing, how many points are the, or how many total points are there? At that 47. moment, it's 26 21. It was 47 points. Okay. Yeah. So that's halfway right in between myself and Kyle. I was yep. like, oh, we're going to have to do a double tiebreaker because they can just run out the clock or the Eagles are going to get like five seconds left in the game. It's going to be fine. So I literally turned my head away because I'm like, okay, the game's over. And then all of a sudden I see the freaking commander celebrating in the end zone. Under, I'm like, what happened? It's freaking Devontae Smith just throwing it back in a lateral and they just literally pick it up in the end zone. Like, oh, six more points. And so so dumb. I lose the damn tiebreaker. So, so dumb. So dumb. Um, that is ridiculous. I hate when that happens. I got to give a shout out though to Fanacek, who, in picking this game, he did pick the Eagles to win. He said it would be twenty-seven seventy or, or what do you say, thirty-seven seventeen Eagles, which is a uh, fifty-four point game. It's a fifty-three point game. So he got the tiebreak score pretty much dead on, uh, wrong direction, and we were all wrong on that. But everyone was wrong. Yeah, that's a that's a great tiebreak score. Kudos to yeah. Fanacek on that one. Um, the Packers and Cowboys game. Uh, it's one of those things where like. This is what you expect Aaron Rodgers to do when he's an underdog at home. It's yeah. just like he hasn't done it all year, so you kind of stopped expecting it. You know what I mean? Same with Brady, where you're just like, yeah, but he lost four in a row. So is it really the same Aaron Rodgers gets mad and he does great things? Like, right. This is the one where he does it, of course, when we stop, we really stop thinking he can do it. Um, this is pretty wild. Same thing with uh, the Bucks, really. I mean, the Bucks two wins in a row now. That Germany game was actually a really great ending as well. Yeah, who would have thought that one? That was a really good one. And then the um, Lions and Bears in a shootout, as expected. Lions coming home with a big win at the very end. You know, the Lions are undefeated since Peyton Manning and Jeff Daniels filmed that little uh, segment about trying to exercise the curse on the Lions. So why the f- is there a bathtub in the end zone of Ford Field? Am I on drugs? Trust me, Jeff, Google curse-breaking spell, and you'll come up with this. Fill a tub with 100 cups of water and a cup of salt. Doesn't smell like water. Because it's whiskey. Bobby Lane would have preferred that. If this stuff really works, why didn't you use it to put a hex on the Patriots? Belichick's dark magic was just too strong. Might have to thank one old Jeff Daniels and Peyton, so watch out. Watch out for Lions. Interesting. And what was crazy is, had the Packers lost, the Lions would have had sole possession of second place in the NFC North. <laughs> Which, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Sad. know what that does for you, but um, that's great. That's it's great. all up here. We're second place right now. It's all mental. That's all we're thinking about. First is gone. First is definitely gone. <laughs> yeah. Vikings are 8-1. and one. Ain't nobody getting eight wins other than them. <laughs> True. Okay, well, let's talk about a few injuries then on the fantasy front. Um, we've got a couple of big, big names we got to keep an eye on, at least. Cooper Cup being the biggest. And yeah. he left with an ankle injury. Um, it sounds like they he avoided, quote, the worst-case scenario. So we're hopeful that he's not, like, season-ending. It's not surgery. 
Um, it could be a high ankle, which would be several weeks, four to six weeks. If the Rams continue to suck like they have, I've even heard analysts talking about shutting them down for the year. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens on that one. I feel like the Rams have shut themselves week, down. And then I think he's going to be probably week to week at best uh, going oh, forward. Far. Yeah. Um, Jerry Judy, this this looked worse than it ended up being. I mean, he was grabbing right at his Achilles. He looked yeah. like he just had a ruptured Achilles. It's not believed to be the Achilles. Now they think it's a muscle behind the ankle, which I guess like the bottom part of your calf maybe. I don't know. It's, it seems like it will probably be multi-week. It's a pretty severe injury. I feel like um, that would be the same kind of scenario, though. They're both what? They're both three and six. The Rams and the Broncos. So it's only like maybe we don't bring them back. Maybe it's just like we're good. Yeah, just put them on the shelf. The problem with Judy is like he's already he's he's missed like a whole year. You know, like he's True. he's got to play at some point. <laughs> he doesn't does, know if they're going to keep him. Play this game. He's just not. He keeps getting injured like this. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what he does. Um, Zach Ertz uh, going to miss multiple weeks. I don't think he tore his ACL, but it's a knee injury. That yeah. kind of sucks. Like the, like we talked about, there's a dearth at the tight end field, and um, you you don't want to see one of the good ones go. So and he's been having a good solid year. Just has one Kyle Seeger, top three uh, tight end in the league. Watch out. Oh yeah, is that is that what he says? He was he's giving me crap. I was he's gone. Oh, I was defending Hawkinson. He's like, oh, Hawkinson's garbage, and he doesn't. He's not even a top five. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Whatever. So. Nate Burleson. All I gotta say is Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson. Conversation <laughs> over. Uh, Juju left with a concussion. That sucked for me because I had him going in DraftKings and had him uh, having a big week. And I also had him in a parlay bet, and he did not pull his end of the bargain. He did not. <laughs> After getting off to a pretty decent start there. Um, so my guess is he's going to miss a week. I mean, I think the concussion thing this year in particular is so sensitive yeah. that typically when someone's getting concussion, if it's a real one, unlike Christian Watson's fake chest injury slash concussion, no, if it's a real concussion, concussion, I would imagine he'll probably be out this week. Well, did uh, you uh, look at a hit pointer? And, real quick, real quick, going back to the concussion thing. You watched the Chargers Niners game, right? Uh, I watched the end of it. So, did you see the end of the first half? I don't think so. Anyway, so Chargers were driving. Herbert gets like sandwiched, so he's going down. A Niner guy like hits him in the head, and they just they took him out right away. They said, "Nope, you got to go get checked out," just because of that. So, yeah, basically, since the two thing, they're they're not taking this for for granted. Uh, this is so funny. So Chase Daniel comes in the journeyman of all journeyman backup quarterbacks, the man who's made so much money as a backup quarterback, literally more than some starting quarterbacks in their career uh, comes in over two. He was terrible. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are competent. Some of them are not Chase Daniel. I've never really totally understood it, but whatever. He's a big guy. He's getting contracts, man. He's fun too. I, I saw him in uh, hard knocks one time and he was, I forget which team it was he was a backup for, but it was funny. Maybe it was the could have been the Lions. Could have been the Lions, man. It was somebody he was he was backing up one year. Yep. Kind of funny. Uh Leonard Fournette hit pointer. So they're going on bye this week, which is good because yeah, I think it'll give that. him time to get healthy. I think he'll be fine. It sounds like he'll be fine when they come out of the bye. But bigger news is Rashad White. Man, Rashad White is coming. He he's looking good. He is stealing reps from from Fournette. He looks really I mean, good, man. He outcared him this week. And I mean, they basically knew in a 50-50, you know share right there so yep i mean he's a very viable asset i know we're going to talk about him later but it's crazy what do you think happens um i don't think we're going to get to this until like the waiver section but like what do you think happens after the buy do you think it's back to four nets number one and you're one one b or yep. do you think it's I think a chance you lose your job i think it's still four nets job and but i it's still going to be a 50 50 you know handoff share so they're but I, the only concern is that Fournette's going to get the touch, the goal line carries. Uh, I mean, yeah. you saw it. Royce White had what 
20 carries for over 100 yards, but Fournette had fewer, but he had the, the grind amount ones. So, yeah, that's true. I think this is a Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. It looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. Exactly the same. Um, okay. Khalil Herbert also left with a hit pointer. He's day to day. He's been getting phased out of the game for some yeah. reason. Uh, Montgomery's getting more and more snaps, which is weird. Herbert is definitely the better back at this point in their careers, but I'm not the Bears coach and they're, they're playing pretty well right now. So whatever. Uh, Gerald Everett is out with a groin injury. That could be multi-week. I'm not sure. I haven't seen an update on that yet. So keep that an eye on that again. Only mention because any he's a starting tight end. Catch the ball healthy. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's a, he's a top 10, like starting startable tight end, you know, like yeah. he's someone that's worth mentioning because who else you got, you know, True. and really sad news, PJ Walker out with a high ankle sprain. So the big show is going to be coming back in. Sam Darnold might be getting healthy at some point. So maybe a quarterback controversy in Carolina. Um, the real reason yeah, I mean, is like DJ Moore. I ain't starting him with Sam with uh, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. So, no, only good with PJ Walker. <laughs> yeah, the XFL stud himself. So That's maybe right. just DJ Moore should go to the XFL. I think in honor of the XFL, kind of starting back up. PJ Walker MVP. <laughs> PJ Walker ought to go back. Yeah, and say, man, I'm tired of playing Carolina. This is garbage. I'm going back here. Let's get to some notable performances. Do you want to lead us off with this one? Do you want to start us off? Go ahead. I'll just give you the floor. So the running back himself, Justin Fields, had another good day. Uh, He once again ran for over 140 yards with two touchdowns. So, I mean, he is a great running back. He is. He is a very good running back. He threw for 167, which is not impressive. He had some trick plays so he could throw for two touchdowns as well. He threw for two. Yeah, Uh, that's true. Going to Cole Komet. So, yeah, no. I mean, Justin Fields, I was just looking at it. He's the sixth-ranked player in fantasy right now. His last three weeks have been spectacular, 44, 48, 30-something. I mean, you might. I know you've been on and off his train, but you're, you were getting back on it. I know you picked him up, so you're clearly on that train. So kudos to you, for sure. I will give you your credit when it is due. Uh, he is definitely – I mean, honestly, I would kill for a Justin Fields as my fantasy quarterback right now. So – no, he had a, another great week. I think the fact that they're letting him run is huge for him. The fact that it just opens up his skill set and just like, hey, let me just create with my feet. And then if I have something in the air, great. But like, otherwise, it's kind of like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. So if you yeah. take that, totally fine. And it's just kind of, again, just letting him be more free, which is going to be helpful to him. Yeah, they um, there was something I'd heard where like they actually looked at the Ravens offense in I think during their bye week, I think they're like a couple offenses. They're like, Hey, we have this kind of player. Let's see what the Ravens do with him. Let's see what the Eagles are doing with Jalen hurts. Like, let's see what some of these teams are doing. Josh Allen, let's see what they're doing to get their quarterback uh, in space and, and really utilize his feet. And so um, that seems like such an obvious thing. Like, why did you not do this before? Matt Um, (laughs) Idiot coach. Uh Um, So yeah, I, what was so frustrating last year is now finally turned around and you're like, Oh yeah, that's exactly what we thought you should be doing. And right. I don't, I don't pretend that I should be a coach in the NFL, but like some of that stuff is just complete common sense and you're just head scratching. And just imagine if they actually get him a, a weapon as a wide receiver. I mean, Chase Claypool is not the guy. I think it's a good kind of placeholder or a, a gap stopper or whatever you want to call it's it. It's another depth not... piece. Yeah. It's another, it's another guy that can catch the ball sometimes. <laughs> like it's fine. If you have an elite receiver, like an AJ Brown, you know, if they go out and get an AJ Brown type, you're talking about a completely different offense. By the way, shout out to AJ Brown for having a terrible game and letting me beat Josh in fantasy. So thank true. you for that. That's true. That did happen. 
Um, all right, let's get to some other notable performances here. Mahomes is just cruising. He is in Mahomes form, man. 330 yeah, yeah. and four. Uh, that's what he does. Tua is looking like an actual MVP candidate. 285 and three touchdowns. That offense is steamrolling people. Mm-hmm. Their running game is killing it, too, with Jeff Wilson in there. Uh, Dak, another great game, 265 and three. Um, he seems to be back Two healthy. Picks, Good to go. Um, we had, man, we had some, we had, I have a whole list of running backs that went over 100 and had a touchdown. I have a whole list of receivers that went over 100. I mean, this is, this is a big offense. Week, I was going to okay? say, it's, this year has not been home to many offensive perform, huge offensive performances. No. This week had a lot of them. This so. week had them. So I'll rattle these off. Jonathan Taylor, 147 and two touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones, 138 and a touchdown. Tony Pollard, 115 and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, 119 and a long touchdown. I was going to say, I think think, think, 81 yards in one play. Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Jonathan Taylor, like a 60 something yard too. So truthfully, Um, but they can do that. You know, the fact they can do that is why they're elite. Jeff Wilson, 119 and a touchdown. Talked about him as well. Deontay Foreman, 130 and a touchdown on Thursday night football. So this is a bunch of guys going over hundred and scoring. Like that's a points explosion, man. I'm just loving seeing Saquon. I just love the fact that he is back. I just think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the position. You need someone like that to be there um he's such a dynamic player and especially after the past two and a half years to kind of be written off you know i, I know we kind of joked how that one article was saying does he know how to play the position in the <laughs> nfl uh, but I, it's good for football that he's back he should be getting paid even though they tabled their extension talks until after the season so he about to get paid uh it'll be interesting whether he keep whether or not they keep daniel jones uh, but anyway I'm just glad Saquon's back. Not just because I was high on him in the beginning of the year, but I just think it's good for the game to have that kind of player be back in form. Yeah, I completely agree. Watch him give him like six carries a game going forward. And be yeah. like, all right, we're ready to bring those, uh, those discussions back on your contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wide receivers going over 100, a bunch of these too, right? C.D. Lamb, CD. 11 for 150 and two touchdowns. That was the big week, right? He, he was, was unstoppable. Beneficiary for uh, Dak's big day. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, we talked about that catch. Unbelievable. 10, 193 in a touchdown. Can I call a timeout real quick? Yeah. Would you call Justin Jefferson wide receiver one? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I said it I said it preseason. Remember, I changed my rankings. I had Did Jefferson you? over Cup. I couldn't remember. Okay. Yeah, it's I don't think it's even close right now. Uh he's he's insane. I mean, I think and I think when when Jamar Chase is healthy, he's up there. And honestly. Hopkins can make a case for it too, the way he's been playing when when Kyler's in, right? But um, in. yeah, dude, it's just been different level, man. Yeah. Jefferson's just unguardable. Christian Watson, rookie in Green Bay, went nuts. Four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns. He caught a long bomb from Rodgers. Yeah, he does that in the end zone. One, two, three. Um, well, I don't know. Do you buy this or not? What do you think? <sighs> I mean, you have to buy someone in Green Bay and uh, I mean, you still have Alan Zard. Do I buy him? I mean, he's worth a pickup just because maybe this is a sign of things to come. Again, he's still a rookie. So the fact that, you know, we're halfway through the year right now, you got to give him some of that time. It's so funny. During the game, they kept showing the very first play of the NFL season. And it was he just burned some dude. You know, Rodgers drops a dime. And it's just. <laughs> like just, I got fish hands. <laughs> stone cold, stone cold hands. Cold. Why can't I think of it? Stone hands. Stone hands Crawford. I just stone cold. Uh, stone cold Steve Austin. So you know, there's got to be some grace, and then obviously, who's flirting with a couple injuries a little bit here and there. So do I buy it? I think tentatively, yes, just because maybe this can be the guy that Aaron can you know air it out to and just kind of have 
a little bit of flash with. So why not? It's worth a stash. I, I need to pick someone up. I'm sure he's not available anymore, but uh, I can't keep riding DeAndre Carter, even though he did well for me once again. So DeAndre Carter has been money in the slot. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give my opinion on, on uh, Watson when we get to the waivers as well, because I'm not, I'm not far off from where you are. Um, Christian Kirk, big week, nine for one Oh five and two touchdowns. It's your guy, Boom. man. Crushing it. Nick Westbrook, Akine in Tennessee, five for one nineteen and two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> I know you didn't watch this game. No Malik Willis went in for one play and it was hilarious. I don't know. I don't even know why he was in. I don't know. It's like a specialty package or what? Cause I don't think Tannehill got <laughs> wow, okay. anything. Malik, Malik rolls in, takes a shotgun snap and he's going to run a read option with Derrick Henry, which is like his play, right? That's what he does. Cause he's a runner. Gives to Henry, pulls it away, fumbles it, <laughs> gets knocked over, fumbles it away to the Broncos. They get the ball, and he's done. He's like, that's great, Malik. Thank you. One play, fumble, you're gone. <laughs> and you're shut down for the season. <laughs> you're done. Good grief, man. I, I'm still optimistic about him, like, long, long term, but it's going to be longer term than I expected. It's because he's not getting him. mentored, man. Tannehill. Yeah, it's true. Tannehill will not mentor him. I, <laughs> I, get, I understand why, honestly. I wouldn't want my name associated with him either. True. Um, Devontae Adams, 9 for 126 on touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, 12 for 128. Amon Ra, 10 for 119. Okay. So, obviously, I'm in Lions country, and it was in between going hunting, so I was able to watch the Lions game. Dude, yeah. the first half, they were literally not looking at anybody else but Amon Ra. And Who I was else like, would they look at? Keep. Right? And so, it was working every time. Like, just keep giving him the ball, please. I think he uh, missed the whole third quarter. Like, I don't think he got a catch in the third quarter that yeah. I can remember because I, I, I have him on a bunch of teams, right? And I'm like, all right, first half, he had like 586 or something. I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm literally watching like game. 16 points from him in the first half. Like, just – yeah. And I'm because I'm starting golf, so I'm like, just just keep going, just keep, keep going, man, <laughs> keep going. Um, Hopkins ten for ninety eight, almost hundred, but another another good game, even with Colt McCoy under center. And then last night, Terry McLaurin eight for one twenty eight. He had a big game with Heineke just chucking it. So screwed me in my neighborhood league, but that's all right. Yeah. Um. So a bunch, man, again, a bunch of dudes going over hundred or right at hundred. Fun to see. It makes it makes fantasy so much more fun when there's like high scores like that. Yeah, you don't want to win a game like 105 to 98. You, you uh, want 150. Someone have like a record week or something crazy. You know, that's, that's kind of how I won in our league. <laughs> it was like 117 to 103. <laughs> Yikes! Never mind. Whatever. You'll take a win however you can get it. Right. Exactly. Cole Komet was the the tight end standout. Four for 74. Two touchdowns. That's five touchdowns the last three games for this dude. He is he is like wide receiver one for the Bears right now. I have no one. No one. What are you going to do? What are you do? Um, let's get to some waiver claims, man. That's what the people want to hear. Oh, yes. So we talked about him earlier, but on the running back side of things, I mean, Rashad White needs to be picked up because he's yep. either getting half of the work in Tampa Bay and they, they're committing to the run a decent amount or he's taking over more than half. You know, I don't think he's going to get less than half going forward. So, like, there's a chance. And, of course, there's a chance that Fournette misses a week. Right. shut him down for a week. I don't know, but – um he's he's the real deal man he looks explosive on the field so yes i agree so i think he's definitely worth a, a waiver pickup so i got a question for you eno benjamin who was filled in really well for the cardinals while james Conner was hurt got has a couple great fantasy outputs he's surprising and he's he's like second or sort of third in the or he's definitely second in terms of all scrimmage yards in, in the running back room they cut him <laughs> yeah i just saw that him. from Schefter last night it was like Sources say they're going to cut, you know, Benjamin. So I assume he's going to be picked up. Um, 
do you think he's still worth a fantasy stash? I have him in our league just because I, I did it while Connor was hurt. I figured he'd be a good plug and play, especially since Chase is hurt. It, it's affected my whole lineup. So yeah. do you think he's still a viable stash or at this point just, just cut him loose? So this is one of those where you're kind of like, well, it depends on where he ends up, right? Like maybe there's a chance he goes somewhere and plays a lot. Um, obviously the Rams come to mind as like a team that needs running backs. Kyron Williams was active, but didn't play at all. I don't think to my knowledge, he didn't touch the ball in that Rams game. So um, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, there, there are probably a couple of teams that could use a guy. I don't know. I was really surprised yeah. by that, but honestly, the other thing that I think about is like, it can't be performance related because he played pretty well when Connor was mm-hmm. injured. So that means there's something else going on there. And that's, that's what gives me pause is like, He's either a bad culture fit, bad in the locker room, or he's got legal troubles that are coming down the pike. True. Right? I mean, don't you think there's, there's, there's got to be something there, right? There's got to be something. So, I don't know. Or he's like criticizing criticizing the team or, you know, talking talking trash or something like that. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It was just it's an interesting weird. move. I was just curious to see, one, where he's going to land. And then, you know, again, he could be going to a spot which could still be fantasy viable. So, I, I might just hold him for now just to see. It's weird that it happened, though. I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, all right. Wide receiver side of things. Christian Watson. So asked you if you were chasing this. And my answer is actually pretty similar, which is kind of like, I think you got to out of the hope that this turns into something, right? Right. You're not expecting it. And I don't even know that I'd start him next week. But, I mean, it's just like all year we've been saying Aaron Rodgers needs a guy. And it's been Romeo Dobbs at times. It's been Alan Lazard at times. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Both of them are, are kind of streaky. If this is the guy, if this turns out to be the guy, it's worth a ton. Mm-hmm. If he's the guy, like, he's not Devontae Adams, but, like, peppering him no. with targets like a Devontae Adams. Like, if he's filling that void, you got to you gotta go for it, you know? I feel like he's a Marquez Valdez-Scantling type right now. <laughs> he kind of is, yeah. Boomer bust. Yeah. Where, yeah, where he's also, like, a streaking down the sideline wide open, and yep. he might drop it, you know? <laughs> Same as MVS. Um, but he's also, like, he's freakishly fast and talented and all that, but, like, inconsistent yeah some of that's just being a rookie and some of it's him right so i think you gotta chase it i don't know that i'm like like hardcore hardcore in on him but again you need to have him just just in case i think yeah Uh, i kind of feel the same way about katarius tony yeah speaking of mvs going to the chiefs i mean Tony, just with that offense though i don't know it's it's for not even being wide receiver one like a juju or something like that and obviously then you have a kelsey i for me, I don't think I'm taking a flyer on Tony just because you're never know going to know when he is going to be the guy. Unless, uh, as he gets more acclimated to the offense, he becomes Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. No no joke. I mean, he's he's got that kind of skill set. He really does. We never really got to see it fully in New York because right. he's never healthy. Or he said he wasn't healthy. <laughs> he just didn't want to play there, I guess. I'm not healthy. Um, Andy Reid, yeah. Oh, my ankle. Oh, I <laughs> It's raining. I can't play. <laughs> and um, he acts up in the rain. Yeah. And Andy Reid knows how to get guys like that into space and get open and design plays for them. And the more time they have to gel together and the more time they have to work on stuff that's specific for him. I agree. Conceptually, it seems like it's going to be a boomer bust. You don't know when you can trust him and when you can't. Conceptually, I agree with that. But there's that glimmer of hope, just like Christian Watson. There's that glimmer of hope that like right. he could turn into I a feel like. The highest of his high ceilings is Tyreek Hill, as you said. But then, like, his probable floor or probable just anywhere is a Sammy Watkins type on that. Mikko Hardman. He's he's like the same as Mikko Hardman, really, you know. 
He's a he's he's a probably a more finished product than Miko was when he first came into the league, but it's real similar. So I don't know. I I would it's again worth the stash. I think. Okay. I think worth the stash. Okay. How about in L.A. though, where if Cooper's going to miss time, Allen Robinson may actually turn into something. Maybe uh, if he's the number one de facto number one, or is it just going to be a Tyler Higby show? I don't know. Yeah. That's uh, just, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek. Like, do you like either of those guys? I'm staying away from this offense, especially if Stafford's out. Not like Stafford had been lying over on fire, but unfortunately our Wake Forest alum, John Wolford, didn't do much. In fact, he was the reason Cooper Cup got hurt. Um, so, no, I'm not I'm not buying any of these guys, either of these guys, just because that offense is a crap show and they're not going anywhere. They might yeah. just start phoning it in. I am with you there. Um, I think you'll have a good week from one of these guys at some point. You won't be able to predict it. It's not going to be consistent. No. Tyler Higby is probably the only player in this offense that would be comfortable starting. And I, I have to start Al Robinson until Jamar Chase gets back. So, yeah, I don't like that either. Um, maybe he blows up. Maybe he goes off with Cooper being out. I guess I mean, have, was to going to him. He was the, the guy in the first few series. So, again, yeah. the idea of force feeding your guys, especially with Cup down. So, maybe we'll, yeah. see. we'll see. And quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence is around a bunch of leagues that I'm in. I would pick him up and start a man. I'd play him. 100%. I think he's, he's, rock solid he's been playing really well got through a tough part of his schedule so if he's around in your league i think he's definitely worth considering starting mm-hmm. speaking of which how about a little do it update how about that do it update uh so unfortunately for you i don't have the the numbers since i am off site but as for this past weekend i do know you know so i started uh jared goff and he was meh got me about 16 to 18 points just because he had, you know, 230 yards, one touchdown, just fine. But it's like, bleh. so he had a very mediocre week. Lawrence had an okay week too. He had a couple touchdowns. Um, so he was better than Jared Goff this week. So he was he is, better than Jared Goff. He actually was QB five on the week. Trevor Lawrence, uh, 25.96 points. 25. Okay. Jared Goff is all the way down here at QB 20 ish with 16.84. So 16. So yes, said 16 to 18 is right in there. Yeah. Lawrence is widening the gap. So he's, yep. he's got another 10 points he gained on Goff, um, but he's still got his bye week coming up. So bye week. Holding on to that bye week. And then uh, Josh Jacobs, man, continues to still do what, even though the Raiders are terrible, uh, he still continues yeah. to do his thing. He got another touchdown. So, AJ Dillon, man, I had to pick him up in our run your pool league because originally I had Zeke, but then he got ruled out. So I put in AJ Dillon. I was like, screw it. I have no other running backs anyway. And it's just yeah. frustrating. He's just Yeah. I don't I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. I think it's just a, obviously it's just a total whiff on my part, but I also am just like I saw something last year that made me think this would be a good pick. Like where did that go? You know? Yeah. I think everyone saw it. It's not like people were like, Well, it's like what a crazy call that you like AJ Dillon. Like Everyone saw it last year. We're like, dang, this dude is big and physical and can catch the ball and mm-hmm. look out. Yeah. Um, obviously, not having a passing offense hurts the running game to some degree, but Aaron Jones still balling out. So Aaron Jones is playing well. So I don't know. Maybe that's more of it, just that Jones is playing well and don't need Dylan as much. But anyway, Josh Jacobs extending that lead even more. <laughs> I'm not even sure there's enough time if Jacobs were to to like not play a season ending injury. I don't even think there's enough time for AJ Dillon to catch up. So I don't think so. Whatever. Uh, uh, wide, receiver, wide receiver. Look out. Alan Robinson barely beat the bye, so he was able to close <laughs> his gap by a, a huge eight points. Yeah. Uh, One of his best weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Still a pretty big gap there, and Higgins coming off the bye. The best tear it yep. up. We had to do it better the week. I don't know if you heard, heard. on the podcast. Uh, Fanachek I and I had to do it better the week. Not sure he totally understood the assignment. I tried to walk him through it. 
Um, but we ended up drafting from the Bears and Lions game. He picked the Lions, correctly picked the Lions. I'll give him credit for that. He's a diehard Bears fan, has been his whole life. Um, so I got the first pick. I took Justin Fields. Game's over at that point. Yeah, <laughs> That's all he needed. He outscored every other player, maybe combined. Um, Fanacek took Jared Goff and DeAndre Swift, which, again, I get why you got to swing for the fences, right? But also still not very involved. I don't know right. what's going on with him in Detroit. but I was just going to say, right if you looked at his stat line, it was like six rush yards, one reception for six yards, and then he had six points because he had a touchdown. So it's just, I don't know, three sixes. Ooh. I don't know what that is. I don't Ooh. like it. I don't like it. So I took Amon Ra as well to add insult to injury and absolutely smoked uh, yes. check and then do it better the week. But well done. What do do? He's new. He's new to it. He's new. Give him yeah. credit. He showed up. He knew he was new when you're like, do it, do it, do it. He's like, yeah. Yeah. None of our right. guests ever do that back. And it's like, say it. some of these people I know actually listen. And so I'm like, if you've listened before, how do you not know? <laughs> like none of every time we have a guest host and we do the do it bet, we're like, do it, do it. And they're like, all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Whatever, man. Whatever. We appreciate you. Thank you. Guest host. That's going to do it for this week's Tuesday episode. How Ooh, about that? Look at that. Look at nice you offside. Panic Good to be episode. back. Get in the swing of things. Good to be back. Dust, dust it off, man. Dust it hmm. off. Yeah. You going to get you a buck this afternoon? You said what? You going to get you a buck this afternoon? Man, I hope so. It's got a little snow going on right now, so hopefully that'll make a move. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah, All man. Right. Well, again, good to be back. No Disney hangover here. We've got a lot of fun action coming up this coming weekend. We'll be back on Thursday. So until then, keep on folding. Fold it. I love how in your solo episode, you're like, I said them both. Keep on, until next time, keep on folding. Fold it. I said them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.